Regardless of age, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, religious affiliation, political persuasion, or any other diversifying factor, porn can impact anyone. If you've recognized the harmful effects of pornography in your life, or recognize the harms pornography can cause on society, we welcome you to become a fighter. As fighters, we strive to be bold, understanding, open-minded, and accepting. If you're ready to become an official fighter, we invite you to join the movement at ftnd.org forward slash fighter. That's ftnd.org forward slash F-I-G-H-T-E-R. My name is Garrett Johnson, and you're listening to Consider Before Consuming, a podcast by Fight the New Drug. And in case you're new here, Fight the New Drug is a non-religious and non-legislative organization that exists to provide individuals the opportunity to make an informed decision regarding pornography by raising awareness on its harmful effects using only science, facts, and personal accounts. We want these conversations to be educational, uplifting, and hopeful. As we sit down with experts, influencers, activists, and people with personal accounts, we cover a wide variety of topics that may be triggering to some. You can refer to the episode notes for a specific trigger warning. Listener discretion is advised. Today's episode is with Caitlin. She began looking at pornography in high school, and it escalated while in college. During this conversation, we discussed how her porn consumption fueled isolation, shame, and objectification. Fast forward to today, and Caitlin lives a life free from pornography and its influence. With that being said, let's jump into the conversation. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consider Before Consuming. Awesome. Well, how's your day going so far? It's going really good. How about you? Good. It's going pretty good. I think it might be important to get to know you a little bit better. Can okay, you give yeah. us a, like a brief description of who is Caitlin and what you're up to? Um, yeah, I definitely can. For someone who's Caitlin, I feel like I should know this better. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my name is Caitlin, and I'm currently a senior at North Dakota State University. I'm double majoring in social work and human development and family science with a minor in psychology. And that's academic-wise, but other than that, I'm someone who just really likes to be around people. And I'm just really excited to kind of be able to share my story. Um, I used to be really ashamed of it, and now I'm just really excited to be able to share it and tell others that they're not alone. That's awesome. It is a big deal to to go from having the shame to being where you're at today, where you're able to talk about it. Yeah. And so we just want to acknowledge all the work that you've put in to be where you're at today. And then we want to say thanks for joining us today. Oh my goodness, thank you for having me. I love Fight the New Drug, so I'm really excited to even be here. Good. Well, first of all, I guess one of the questions I have, based on that last comment, is what? why do you say you love Fight the New Drug? And I'm not trying to, like, I don't know. I'm not trying to plug Fight the New Drug here, but I'm just kind of curious, like, how that relationship began. Like, how did you first hear about Fight the New Drug? Yeah, of course. So I actually first heard about Fight the New Drug when I was maybe in like eighth grade. I was out with some friends and I saw a woman wearing a Porn Kills Love shirt. Um, and my friends were just standing there like, oh, that's kind of weird that she'd wear like such a bright shirt. And that's kind of the last I had seen of it until I got into like college. Um, but after my own struggle with pornography, I was like, I just need something to kind of tell me that 
like everything I'm going through, like there's a reason for it. It's not just like me being crazy. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember how, but I had come across your page. And sometimes it's kind of hard to like talk about um, pornography that way. And so I love the fact that um, you're like what you guys stand for. It talks about like how it actually affects like your body and your brain. And because um, I went through all of that. And so I think it's really awesome what you all do. And um, I'm so happy to like be able to rep it now after learning about it more. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that ha- can happen with shame because you don't talk about the challenge. You seem it seems common that you try to take this on by yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you never really hear about the other people, the other personal accounts or the other facts or the other research and science showing all the the harmful effects, the potential harmful effects. So then you start to wonder like is this is this real like is this really a problem or am I just perceiving it as a problem kind of like you said you said am I crazy for believing that this is an issue yep I think it's important to kind of understand how you as an individual label your porn consumption Mm -hmm. so how is it how how do you label it for yourself yeah it's kind of hard to explain but I was definitely someone who wanted to stop, but I definitely didn't know how. So I would say maybe like not addicted, but kind of like an unwanted um, consumption. Like I, I couldn't stop, but also like I really wanted to, if that makes sense. It was really difficult. Yeah, that makes sense. And did you ever see a professional about your porn consumption or is it a situation where you had to deal with this on your own? Yeah, so the first time I actually experienced pornography, it was my freshman year of high school. Um, my parents had never really talked about it, um, and so I kind of labeled it myself. I had never really talked to a professional because I'd also never heard of another woman struggling with pornography, and so I was like, okay, I'm the only woman in the world that struggles, so I can't tell anyone. I have to figure this out by myself. Um, so as much as I wish I could say I had asked for help and I had like sought out help earlier in my life, um, I definitely didn't. I tried doing it on my own, which was not the good wasn't it was not the best idea that's got to be tough you know to not only not only be experiencing the harmful effects of pornography but then in addition to that thinking that you're the only female yeah it was it's definitely something i would not wish on anyone (laughs) for sure you know they say name it to tame it did you find that concept to be true so the whole name it to claim it thing, it worked for a little bit, but I definitely struggled with pornography on and off. And then when I got to college is when it got um, worse again. Gotcha. And when you say that it got worse, what type of ways were you identifying that there was an escalation happening? Yeah. So in high school, it was more, I had no idea what was going on. I just felt the shame with it. Um, but in college, I very much knew what was happening and, um, with that came like a lot of shame. I talked about earlier um, with like the video that I had began developing some really, really bad depression and suicidal thoughts um, coming with it from the pornography, just because I had so much isolation uh, of not wanting to talk to anyone just because I was so embarrassed of what was going on. But other than that, I had also just began to like see women as objects of like, okay, I'm an object and that's all I'm meant for. Um, It even got to the point where, like, I'm actually super ashamed to say, like, I thought rape was, like, an okay thing. Like, if a girl get raped, I'm like, oh, well, it's okay. Um, And now the thought of, like, now being free from pornography, like, the thought of rape just disgusts me. And 
Um, that's kind of one of the things that I'm like, pornography really just does like shatter your brain and it just kind of ruins who you are as a person. Wow, we, we appreciate you sharing some of those intimate details that can be challenging to admit. admit. Um, it is, yeah, it's, it's very difficult to think back. Like that was my mindset um, and it's pornography that kind of shaped that. I'm just kind of curious how that perspective that rape was okay, how that relates to your porn consumption. I think that um, as someone comes to this podcast, maybe let's say someone that's not familiar with Fight the New Drug, and they mm -hmm. start listening to Consider Before Consuming, and they hear that statement, I think there would be a level of skepticism, is what I'm trying to say, that they would say, pornography consumption cannot lead a person down the road to to claim or to perceive rape as okay. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to that a little bit more about how that transition occurred or? Yeah, it's, it's honestly kind of crazy. Um, I grew up in a very loving family and I also grew up in a family where like, I never, I never experienced, um, like being sexually assaulted or raped. And so after, I guess, starting to watch pornography before I was like, if any girl had told me, um, like this very intimate detail of her life, I would get like angry and be like, that's not okay. Um, and so I can't really explain the transition. It's just one day after watching pornography for a while, I started thinking of rape as an attractive thing. I was like, oh, wow, like this isn't... <clears throat> Sorry, I've actually never admitted that before. Um, but I was like, uh, rape is just, it's an attractive thing. It's okay. That's literally what us women were made for um, because that's literally what pornography perceives it as. Um, like that's all women are created for. And so I started believing that. And so... I started thinking like rape was kind of an attractive thing and I was like if it ever happens to me like that's okay which is really sad to say um it breaks my heart even thinking about it because if another girl told me that I think my heart would shatter a little bit yeah well again I just want to acknowledge that we appreciate your honesty and um one of the things we try to do on this podcast um I try to incorporate this into my own life and I try to encourage our listeners as well is to incorporate unconditional positive regard for ourselves and for other people. Yeah. And so I just want to acknowledge as, as challenging and as difficult as it is to kind of admit some of those transitions that can happen and that can have a correlation to pornography consumption. Um, honestly, I just admire your honesty and self-awareness. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I definitely like when I was going through all this, I think if a woman just would have told me like I struggle with it too, I think it would have changed everything. And so I'm really hoping that just a woman will listen to this and be like, wow, I'm not alone. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, it totally makes sense. Um, you mentioned your porn consumption led to increased isolation. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to that, um, how that, that escalation of isolation, how it felt, and if there was also a correlation to loneliness? Yeah, definitely. Um, so my sophomore year of college is kind of when it started happening again um, in like a really bad way. And um, I had three roommates, but I would kind of shut them out all the time just because I was so like ashamed because after you watch pornography, that's kind of all you feel is just shame. Um, it's kind of like a constant spiral of like, I want to do it again, but 
but then I feel shame and so it's just like this constant thing that you're stuck in that you can't get out of and so I would isolate myself from people that loved me and wanted to talk to me and through that I would just become more lonely um just kind of thinking I had no value no worth um I wasn't really good for anything and that's kind of where the suicidal thoughts came I think it was like sophomore year um but I I tried taking my own life and my roommate actually had to take the pills from me and I, I truly believe that was because of like the pornography consumption and just not really thinking that my life was worth any value anymore and um all that happened just because I didn't really want to reach out to anyone because of that shame and so um I definitely feel like pornography brings this just constant cycle of loneliness and shame and that can just spiral into something that isn't that isn't good if you don't take care of it yeah absolutely um i think for me it's kind of challenging to look back and remember some of those rock bottom moments yeah is that the case for you when i say challenging to remember it's almost like at least for me sometimes i tend to forget like what it was really like and how difficult it really was. Is that the case for you or or are those moments like really vivid and easy to remember? I've definitely tried blocking out like, you know, the the attempting suicide um, and stuff like that just because it, it was really hard to think about. Um, and just like the shame and loneliness just because as a person, you don't want to feel that. You want to feel like you're loved and you want to feel like you're seen. And so... I've definitely tried blocking it out and so kind of talking about it's like bringing it back up and I'm like oh man I I went through that Um, and so I feel like I'm more like you where I kind of try blocking it out if possible but they're also memories and it's it's part of my life story and I'm not really ashamed of that if that if that makes sense. I love that you accept that that's part of your life's story that's so cool well how long has it been since you began to address your challenge with pornography? Um, Like since I actually like quit it or since I was like I'm going to stop. Yeah, I think since you started realizing, like, this is having negative effects and I want to stop. Yeah, I think probably maybe end of sophomore year, beginning of junior. It it took a little bit, not as long as maybe some people. Um, I've definitely had people tell me, like, what, like, pornography didn't impact you the way it does others, but I definitely feel like it still impacted me greatly. Yeah. Um, so I would say maybe, like, a year before I was like, oh, man, this isn't good. Okay, so it's been about a year and a half or so since you started addressing? Kind of, yeah. I okay, think I'm a year free now. Okay. From it. Yeah, the reason why I was asking is because I'm wondering if looking back a year and a half ago or maybe to some of these rock bottom moments, do you think that there was another problem or issue or stress or some other issue that you were you were trying to avoid? Or in other words, that you were turning to pornography to escape having to deal with that problem? I think honestly, yeah. Um, being in school and being in college is really stressful, but also like I personally, I got to a point where I'm like, if I could just do what these women do, then maybe a boy will like me. Um, and so I think that's kind of how it started. And that's also kind of how it escalated. But I think that's kind of where the stress came from is like, no one's going to love me. So just acceptance and love. Yeah. Wow. What what a lot of people want. Yeah, not only a lot of people. I think it it might be safe to say that everyone wants that. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Well, again, thanks for sharing. Um, The reason why I asked is because I think it's common for people to turn to pornography 
because they don't want to address that thing, whatever that Mm -hmm. thing is. And oftentimes as a person continues down that path of turning to pornography again and again and again and avoiding that feeling, that negative emotion, it, the, the negative emotion or that problem can just amplify and get bigger and bigger. And oh, yeah. finally, once you start to address it, it almost goes back to the name it to tame it thing where you start, you can start to feel better about that once negative emotion once you're in a healthier state. Do you feel yeah. like that's the case for you? Do, you? do you feel like you have a healthier perspective today about your worthiness for love? And when I say worthiness, I just mean that in a general sense of the fact that I believe all humans, all of us are worthy of love. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. Cause and before, like I've always had the viewpoint of like, everyone deserves love, you know, except for me. Um, but after, you know, not watching pornography for a year, like I can just tell uh, mentally I'm, I'm so much more healthy, um, especially in the fact of like, I know I'm worthy of love and just joy and happiness and of also being respected. That's great. Did your porn consumption affect other areas of your life, such as your sleep or your study or your grades? Because I can imagine, like you said, going to school can be stressful, not can be, it is. (laughs) And um, jumping through all of those hoops that are required to get a degree and you're double majoring, so I guess it's double the the amount of hoops, right? Yeah, definitely. And so I'm just wondering if turning to pornography over that time period again and again, if it amplified or if it escalated any of the stresses or if it did negatively affect your sleep patterns or other areas of your life. Yeah, I, I truly believe it did. Um, my grades definitely started to dwindle a little bit um, but also just like my sleep patterns I would stay up later to you know avoid the roommates kind of thing um, so I could watch pornography and then you know sleep in miss classes because of that and so it kind of just got to the point even like relationships with people um, I would miss out hanging out with friends and having that intentional time because I would have you know rather been with pornography and so like personal life yes but it also started crushing relationships with people that really cared about me and they didn't actually know why. They just kind of, because I never told them, so they didn't know why. They just thought I just didn't want to hang out with them or that I didn't care about them, which really which really sucked. Man, that's tough. I think that a lot of people can relate to what you're saying. I think that this is more common than we might think. Yeah. And so, I, again, I appreciate you sharing some of this stuff. You've talked about some friendships that may have been hurt. Do you, did you yeah. have any romantic relationships that also experienced some negative effects from the pornography consumption? I'm, I'm very thankful to say no. Um, I'm 22 and I've actually never had a boyfriend. So I'm very happy that um, I, was, I wasn't in a relationship because I feel like it would have been very detrimental at the time. Yeah. Now... I know that you haven't labeled your porn consumption as like a compulsive behavior. Um, But I think a simple way to define compulsion, a compulsion is 
like you said, you wanted to stop, you wanted to not consume pornography, but you turned to it again and again and again. Yeah. And for someone who does develop that type of behavior with that, whether it's a substance that the person is turning to or a behavior, um, you know, life can become like this endless string of cues that remind the person of the substance or the behavior that they're trying to avoid. Did you notice that? Did you notice that as you said, don't consume pornography, this isn't for me. Did you notice that those cues or those subconscious associations to pornography started to, to present themselves more and more, pushing you back to it? A little bit. Um, uh, it wasn't until I actually told someone and got like an accountability partner that I could be like, hey, like, can we go do something that it really started helping? But yeah, before that, like if I saw my roommates were gone, like that would be the first thought in my mind. Um, so I, I always had like little cues in my head and it wasn't until that I, I actually like sought help um, that it started, I'm not going to say get easier, but it, it started becoming more like I, I can do this. This is realistic for me Yeah. to stop. And is that one of the first things that you did to start um, to address this challenge was find an accountability partner? Yeah. Um, so after struggling for a little bit, because I had always wanted to tell someone, I was just really scared of the reaction that I'd have of, oh man, you are so dirty. You're so gross. Like that's disgusting. Um, but I, I told my mentor and she actually had struggled with it in the past too. Um, so, and I also like after that, I told friends and um, even some family about it and there was no shame, but there was nothing but love and how can we help you and how can we love you best right now? Um, which really helped. And that's how I kind of got to the point now where I'm like, I can tell literally anyone about it. <laughs> I love that. Um, how did it feel to finally tell the truth to another individual? I don't think I've ever felt such a freeing feeling in my life. Um, the second the words came out and I had someone there to help me, it was incredible. Um, I cried so much just knowing that I'm not doing it alone anymore um, and that it, it was actually going to be a realistic goal right now. Instead of just trying to do it alone and fail, I had someone there to help me and pick me up when I fell now. What advice would you have for someone who is there and still struggling? Yeah. <laughs> First, I think anyone that's struggling needs to know that they're not alone because that's what kept me silent for so long. Uh, but they also need to know that it's not impossible. But pornography, I think people have a stigma that if you watch it or you're struggling with it, that you're just a gross person or that you're dirty. And that's not true. Um, it just it's a heart problem. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. And so I personally feel like they should know that telling someone it, it's OK and it's going to make it a lot more. It's just going to make it a lot better. Um, this transition just to tell someone you trust, but also just to take practical steps. Like for me, I, I had to get rid of my laptop for a while, which is really inconvenient for school. Um, but sometimes you have to take really dramatic steps and I, I had to keep my phone in the kitchen for a while. Um, but there's nothing wrong with taking dramatic steps to help you mentally and physically. Yeah. You said that this is a heart problem. Is that the term you used? Yeah. Can you talk to that a little bit more? What do you mean by that? Yeah, I just, I feel like a lot of people have told me that uh, people who watch pornography, like it's just how their life's going to be forever and that they're just kind of gross people. Um, but I really do feel like 
struggling with pornography is like struggling with anything else. It's just like we talked about earlier. Um, it's just like a heart problem. Like for me, it was because my heart longed for something more, um, like wanting to feel loved and cared oh, yeah. about. Um, and for other people, it could be they're wanting something more. Um, and so I, I don't think anyone who watches pornography is a bad person and I'll, I'll right. fight for that. Right. I like that. That's really cool. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, st- I'm stoked to hear this next answer because <laughs> I'm always excited to learn how an individual's life has improved since addressing their unwanted porn consumption. Can you talk to that a little bit? What benefits have you realized and been aware of as you've transitioned away from that habit? Oh my goodness, yes. Um, So like I said, I think it's been about a year now um, and not every day has been easy, but it's definitely been so rewarding um, just in the fact that when I look in the mirror, I see someone who is worthy of love now and I see someone who... Um, it's just so deserving of feeling wanted, um, but I'm also just so content in being single, and that is not where I was <laughs> when I was watching pornography. Oh, interesting. Um, but even just like looking at other women and men, I see someone who is individualistic and someone that is also worthy of love, um, and only that. But also, just like we talked about before, like my mind has also just been kind of cleaned of like how I thought of rape beforehand. Um, I'm definitely someone who my mindset has gone back into the right way of thinking of it, it's wrong um, and no woman or man deserves that. And so um, it's kind of been like helped my profession. Um, I really want to be a social worker and work, work with human trafficking survivors. And um, I definitely think that was a big part of like wanting to stop pornography too was, you know, I can't work with these women if I'm like living a lie. Yeah. You know, that's interesting because the, the last comment you made about wanting to help people who are experiencing or in the life of sex trafficking i think one of the common beliefs there is that their only worth is is sex Uh, yeah i agree i truly believe that it is which really breaks my heart um that people would think that that's okay well we want to leave you with the opportunity to have the last word if there's anything that we haven't discussed or anything that's that's on your heart that you would like to share, we would uh, like to give you that opportunity. Yeah, thank you. Um, I just, I really want to like, I'm probably, you know, beating a dead horse, but I really want women to know that if they're struggling, that they're not alone. Um, there's nothing wrong with asking for help, but that you are still so beautiful, you're still so worthy, um, and that asking for help it's more than okay and that you can do this. Um, it's going to be a fight, but that you can do it and that you're so strong. Um, so I think that's probably the last thing. <laughs> well, Caitlin, again, uh, we can't thank you enough for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really, I really appreciate it. Looking for a way to spread awareness on the harms of porn. Why not rep the movement in one of our conversation starting teas? With over 20 T's and various designs and phrases, you're bound to find something that speaks to you and will spark conversations with others. And the proceeds help to mobilize this movement. Get your gear today at ftnd.org forward slash shop. That's ftnd.org forward slash S-H-O-P. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Consider Before Consuming. Consider Before Consuming is brought to you by Fight the New Drug. 
Fight the New Drug is a non-religious and non-legislative organization that exists to provide individuals the opportunity to make an informed decision regarding pornography by raising awareness on its harmful effects using only science facts and personal accounts. If you want to learn more about today's guest and the conversation we had, you can check out the links included with this episode. Again, big thanks to you for listening to this conversation. As you go about your day, we invite you to increase your self-awareness, look both ways, check your blind spots, and consider before consuming.